0: everybody. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know what the fuck that was. It's Sarah Benincasa and Marcus Parks, and this is Sex and Other Human Activities. Hello, Marcus.
1: Hello, Sarah. Well,
0: I am so excited to be here with you right now.
1: I'm excited to be with you too uh, here at the Creek in the Cave, 1093 Jackson Avenue.
0: CreekLIC.com. We love it. Thank you to Rebecca, our beloved Rebecca, who makes it possible for us to be here and who
1: uh, runs this delicious place. She's our benefactor. And she you know is. what? I've always wanted to say I have a benefactor.
0: Yeah, a patron. Yeah. Like, like Michelangelo had the Pope and we have Rebecca. <laughs> it's literally the same thing.
1: Uh, yes, Rebecca Trent, the Pope of comedy. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Now, uh, twitter dot com slash sarah j twitter slash marcus parks, and uh, I'm at sarahbenincasa dot com. And if you would like to chat with us, sarah at sarahbenincasa dot com is the pl- place to do that. I want to get started by saying that my, my ex-boyfriend blogged about me. This
1: I, is so creepy. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, you know, I've talked about him, I guess, in, in uh, you know, in various abstract ways, um, sometimes uh, on air. So he blogged about me uh, on a site that gets uh, two million uniques.
1: <laughs> Did he mention you by name? No, he oh. didn't.
0: No, no. It's actually very respectful. I All appreciated right. it. It's very respectful and uh, nicely done, and he certainly comes out sounding like just the sweetest thing on earth and 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 so I'm sure lots of girls will jump on the dick and do the bad thing with him. But um, I wanted to read something, an excerpt from it, because um, I just think I think it's interesting. And I also think that it's a nice way to get into a discussion about how you speak about your ex publicly these days on the online and on the on if you're us on the podcasts, (laughs) on the TV, wherever, how you speak about your ex in a public forum. So he wrote, My recent breakup was mutual, which is to say we both agree that she dumped me. (laughs) She reasonably informed me in a mature manner about her feelings, and any emotionally evolved man would have calmly nodded and expressed his feelings. But understood the relationship was not working out. But not me. Without any malice and with actual love in her voice, she told me what she wanted, and I totally checked out. My heart treated her like a bill collector and let the voicemail pick up. I even tried to do that thing where you pick up the phone and some stern yet chirpy voice asks for you, and you instinctively drop your voice and respond, "Why, no, I'm sorry. He's not here right now. Can I take a message? Me? I'm his butler. (laughs) Thankfully, besides having a great sense of humor, or maybe that was just patience the whole time, she forgave me my momentary mental shutdown. I even employed a tactic that I can only describe as a Jedi mind trick which involves me waving my hand in the air and saying, you don't want to break up with me in a bad British accent. You don't want to break up with me. (laughs) We went back and forth like this a few times until she asked me if I was having a mild stroke but eventually I took it like a man, a nine year old man who had just dropped his Eggo waffle jelly side down on the kitchen linoleum. I scooped my dignity into a little thimble I carry around with me and oozed out under her apartment door. Then I did what any grown man in his mid thirties would do. I went to an all-you-can-eat... Chinese buffet and plotted my revenge. I took the all-you-can-eat part as a personal challenge. I shoveled forkfuls of General Tso's chicken into my face with a fury, as if I had a pet tapeworm. I slurped up lo mein noodles like a ladyless tramp. In between bites, I plotted. Oh, she'll be sorry, I thought. I'll show her. I will channel Phil Collins. I do love Phil Collins. I know of your love of Phil I Collins. I love Phil Collins I, I so remember the, much.
1: I remember the outpouring of emotion that you had whenever he announced he was retiring.
0: Oh, god it was so good it was so good
1: you know i could feel the love that night
0: oh my god i could feel it coming in the air tonight hold on um he later says uh after that, I put some toenail clippings in an envelope and mailed them to her, because in the future, the only way she'll be able to get back with me is if she clones me, because then, in the future, I'll be happy. Happy as shit and 75 years old. He actually did drop in the mail the, something to me, but it wasn't toenail <laughs> clippings. Um, yeah, so so he wrote about me, and he wrote in a, what I would say a respectful manner. Um, and in, you know, I mean, it's, it's played up, and it's it changed for the purpose of his audience, which is a bunch of girls uh so you know they need what what they look for on that site the role that he plays on that site is the charming lovable guy who if you were his friend would eventually fall in love with you and that kind of thing because that that drives traffic and he's very aware of that and that's the character that he plays um but i i certainly don't feel insulted by it i feel a bit flattered by it it's nice it's i'd say it's reasonably accurate um I would give that much. A lot of the times what he writes is pumped up, you know, for the purpose of just like when I sometimes write, it's I'm writing a memoir right now, it's pumped up, it's exaggerated for comedic effect and things like that. Of course. He's a very talented writer and a very, very likable writer, very likable, uh very likable voice. And so it it didn't bother me, you know. I think that I think that was a pretty nice a pretty nice blog post.
1: You know, it really it actually was. You know, he was uh self effacing, he was you know, respectful towards you. Uh, he didn't mention you by name right. or anything like that, although you are now.
0: Yes, I am now. I am, I am outing myself as, yes. that, as that girl.
1: Uh, but even, so, like, it's not anything that you should feel bad about.
0: No. I mean, he did a nice job with it. I think he comes out sounding nice, and I come out sounding nice. And so that's, you know, I appreciate that. Um, But there are times when people break up and someone writes something not nice about them on the Internet. And I would like to talk about that, Marcus, about – not necessarily about writing a blog post for a big lady site – but maybe writing a blog post on your Tumblr, or your Live Journal, or your WordPress, or your Blogspot. Speaking of WordPress, com slash blog will take you right to my WordPress site where you can listen to this very episode. You may even be listening to it there right now. Wonderful. So, uh, and of course, Facebook, you know, your status updates, your comments, your uh, remarks on other people's pictures, even a passive-aggressive like might be an issue.
1: Well, as we know from the the movie, I don't know how trumped up this is, but Facebook kind of started from that, from Mark Zuckerberg going on and writing a pissy little post about his... Girlf- ex-girlfriend who had just broken up with him that night.
0: And being like, her boobs are not even good. Yeah. She has a significant <laughs> amount of help from Victoria's Secret. <laughs> with that great characterization by... Um, God, what the fuck is the actor?
1: Jesse Eisenberg.
0: Jesse Eisenberg doing like an awesome characterization of a person who you can't figure out. Is he a sociopath? Is he just socially awkward? Is he is he evil? Is he ruthless? Or is he kind? Uh, actually kind-hearted. So his performance in Aaron Sorkin's script... Let us ask those questions and, and don't, don't answer them all. The, the script does not answer them all, and that's great. So, yeah, he started Facebook because he was pissed off at a fucking girl, <laughs> basically. Yeah.
1: I love that is,
0: Who can't relate to that?
1: <laughs> who know? can't relate to uh, making $8 billion because you're pissed off at a girl?
0: You know, Marcus and I make $8 billion just because we're awesome. <laughs> we actually get paid so much money for this podcast. We're super rich <laughs> if you want to sponsor us contact Sarah at Sarahben com if you want to send us free shit and have us pimp you we don't give a fuck send oh. us whatever you want send us free shit and we'll pimp it out
1: absolutely send
0: us money and we'll we'll make a little commercial for you I mean we're growing all the time motherfuckers I've all always the time. Wanted,
1: I've always wanted a flashlight to tell you the truth not pressuring
0: yeah no pressure no. flashlight except uh, you need to give it to us right now <laughs> give it to us yeah uh, 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 uh But anyway, um, have you ever had the experience of somebody talking about you online in a way that you didn't like?
1: Uh, no. Oh, really? Because I'm about to tweet
0: I... right now. <laughs> Marcus is a fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: not, not that I can think of uh, right off the top of my head. But on the other hand, I, it's different for girls rather than guys. Guys are much more apt to do that than girls are.
0: The because guys are more vindictive, they're more vengeful.
1: Uh, you know, I I don't know. I haven't ever really thought about it. It could be the guys are more aggressive. Uh, Mm, They need guys
0: are more actors, acting, mm -hmm. active. They need to do something to deal with their anger, and sometimes that something they can't punch a wall. So you
1: know, and this is an extremely passive aggressive mood.
0: Absolutely. Just like, ah, I will get you. I will fucking get you. Like, (laughs) "Ah." yeah, I would say that nerds uh, aren't necessarily likely to actually punch anything. And, of course, you shouldn't punch a lady. So, um, you know, they punch via the Internet. What's the appropriate thing to do when you break up with somebody? Um, Let's say, let me give you a scenario. You break up with somebody say you were on or in a relationship on Facebook, you take it off, it says, like, Marcus is now single, and a friend leaves a comment like, thank fucking God, that bitch was such a cunt.
1: Delete it. Delete it. Immediately.
0: <laughs> what? what if that bitch was a fucking cunt? Though?
1: No matter what. Because all it's going to do is it's going to cause problems. Yeah. It's going to cause problems for you, it's going to cause problems for the person who sent the message, especially if she is actually a fucking cunt. Yeah. Because if she is, you know, a fucking cunt, then there's going to be fallout from that And if you're wanting to end a relationship, you want it to just end. And in fact, here's what I say, and this is what I I, uh, did with my last relationship. Uh, Say you're on the face, you know. Say you have a Facebook status that is, you know, Marcus is in a relationship. um, So. I uh what I did is I changed mine like I didn't even put it on single. Mm-hmm. I just didn't put any kind of relationship status whatsoever you on it, it. or
0: you just yeah, I think I, I just move. I,
1: I changed it to, you know, no relationship status and then I immediately uh exit, you know, I immediately deleted it uh, because honestly, most people on Facebook that's not any of their business. My You know, romantic life for people on face I mean, on here, that's something completely different. But Facebook, uh, I don't think is the venue uh, for personal things like for really any because there's nothing worse than going through your Facebook update and someone posts something like something that's like super heavy Mm -hmm. uh, and super personal. It just kind of makes you feel kind of icky.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't need to see first of all, I don't need to see your up I don't need to see your updates about how big your baby is in your stomach. I don't uh, need to see your fucking no. ultrasounds. Definitely don't need to hear about if your kid is pooping on the floor <laughs> or I don't I don't give a shit what your kid does. No, Fuck you. I don't I, mean. I, I, if it's a cute kid and she does something neato, that's fine. If you've got cool kids, like I will make exceptions. Like uh I have a friend who's got a great kid. Who just will – who's, like, little and will just talk. She'll just say the most interesting things. And Mm -hmm. so her mom will just kind of, like, pop up the flip cam and be like, so tell me what you were telling me about um, that dream you had about sharks. And the kid – and it's just funny because the kid's just hilarious. It's not, like, stupid. It's not like, oh, that's so cute. The kid's just a character. But she's not like, oh, Mary got an A-plus today in school, and we're so proud of her. Like, God. fuck you. I don't need to know, I don't need to know the minutiae of your children's issues. I don't need to know – I really don't need to know, like, oh, we finally picked out the wedding cake. But, like, whatever. <laughs> you want to put wedding photos up? Cool. Put them in an album. I will look at them if I feel like it. Yeah. And I don't need to know about your breakups because you just look like an asshole. And if you're talking shit about your ex on Facebook, you look like such an idiot. It, it, it looks terrible. Even if that person was awful, you look so fucking m- much better and great. It's like when I got, you know, my show got canceled. I didn't talk shit about about, about my show or about my boss or about my former employer. Um, and I did behind. Sure, to my friends. Yeah. But. In public? No, because you look like the bigger person. People respect you because they know it's hard. They know that you're employing some degree of effort to not do that, and people respect that effort.
1: I will say this. Uh, conversely, you know, changing, it, changing your relationship status. You know, uh, there was a relationship I was in for a long time, uh, and everybody knew us as this couple because mm-hmm. we were a great couple. You know, we worked really well together, and, you know, we were both, like, nice people, and we uh, were friends with a ton of people, and everyone knew us as a pair. Uh, And then whenever we broke up, which it was, you know, it was one of those things, you know, just didn't work out. You know, very very amicable breakup. You
0: became friends.
1: We became friends, but uh, I... Didn't want to just go like have to tell people it's like, oh, hey, you know, like how's so and so like, oh, you know, we broke up. Uh, So instead of just having to say it a million times, I just changed my Facebook status to single. Like, so that way, everyone knows, yeah, I don't, and it was funny, like all the comments were like, "No, <laughs> but like <laughs> i have I have no faith in love anymore,
0: <laughs> you, you can at least take satisfaction in that,
1: yeah, yeah, and I did take satisfaction in that, and people are like, Oh, why, like they're asking why it's like that is a very personal thing to ask on yeah. um, like, why did you guys break up, uh, and like, uh, you know. All I put was just like, oh, hey, like, it didn't work out. Like, don't worry. Everything's fine. Like, yeah. we're totally fine with each other. Don't worry about it. Like, we're, we're fine. But if you do that and someone asks you, like, oh, why did you guys break up? Because the bitch fucking cheated on me. Right. Like, don't do that.
0: Right. Like, which, that, which was not the case. Which not, was at not at all. The case, not right? at just all. Just to be clear.
1: Like, not just to be clear. But say you break up with someone and uh, you want to tell everyone that, you know, you've broken up saying, you know, if it's very if it's bad, if it's You
0: can like, go ah. You, you know, you can do you can go ah. I'd rather not talk about it on here. You can go ah, yeah. that's a story for for beer and ah. smile or do like a winky smile emoticon, mm-hmm. you know? So if you want to cuz listen, it's not your job to make the other person look good, but it is your job to make you look good. Mm. And making you look good happens when you are kind of uh, you know, polite about the whole thing. Exactly. And also talking shit online can bite you in the ass. I've done it and it's a bad, bad thing. It can really bite you in the asshole and you can end up feeling pretty shitty about yourself if you have a conscience. Um, and, uh, and you know, it, it, other people can will certainly tell you that you're shitty. So I wouldn't do it. You know, I think you, the best approach is either to say nothing or if you do have to say something to say it in a nice way. Don't assume that people are interested either. Um, do not like, you know, my my ex writes a weekly column for this this site and it's a uh, you know he gets paid to do it it's his job and it's about it's largely about following his adventures as a guy who girls can relate to uh, um, I like the way that he writes the rest of the site I'm not so into it's kind of <laughs> just like oh really handbags then again I used to work with fucking Cosmopolitan magazine so trust me um, I, I I know the mind-numbing horror of that shit but um, just because it's like i tell sound like like I'm talking shit but I'm just saying I don't give a fuck about handbags or boots. <laughs> Thank God my show with them was about sex which I give a ton of fucks about. If I had to do something about fashion I'd be like kill me now. But um uh but anyway So he, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the, uh, oh, it's part of, you know, that's part of the narrative. It's part of its job, his job, but most people don't give a shit about why you broke up. So don't write a post on Facebook about all your feelings and assuring everybody that everything's fine because you just look like a dick. We don't really care. We don't really care. You know, your friends will ask you and say, that's a time that's for us to talk about over a beer or a Mm. lemonade or something
1: and also i will admit you know at the time i was i also did kind of write like kind of a status was like you know what like everything's like everything's fine you know this is all for the best and you know a little like i did get oh, I will admit, i did get a little bit too personal and uh a great com- a great friend of mine and an awesome comedian that i do another show with his name's uh, ben kessel he's Le- delightful he's delightful uh do this show called Roundtable of Gentlemen, which if you're into uh, sick, weird shit, great show to listen to. Uh, Kissel left me a message like, I think you confused your journal with your Facebook page. That's hilarious. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, th- I think you confused that. Uh, and I did. And I, after I saw that, I kind of realize like oh fuck yeah he's totally right and I deleted it you know it's like I don't you know enough people have seen that I hope not too many people saw it uh, but sometimes you know you ought to listen to your friends like oh, oh. yeah
0: I, I've written some very nasty shit that um, for, for a gig a job that I had and eventually was like I'm going to delete this <laughs> <laughs> because many people told me to and that I should have written it in the first place and, at least, and you wrote something nice you didn't even write something mean well, I want to get to something from uh, Adam, uh, listener mail, listener mail, Sarah at sarahbenincasa dot com. Adam wrote, "Loving the f- podcast. You guys are both so much fun to listen to. You. I find your topics relatable, as I too am a human who enjoys sex and other human activities." Thank you, Adam. Um. Here we go. My roommate is a 23-year-old virgin. He's one of the world's nicest guys. Won't say to a fault. Well, okay, maybe slightly. But all he's talked about since he's moved into the house is about getting laid now. I don't believe he's incapable of getting laid, but I do know he is apprehensive. He's a relatively suave guy, but pretty naive when it comes to sexual goings-on. We've tried our best as roommates to coach him in the ways of Carpe Poon, seize the pussy. Which, Adam, we I love that, and it might become a catchphrase. Carpe Poon or Carpe Di. Although at times it feels to no avail. My question for you is, as a female, how would you suggest he go about popping the cherry? Should he run with a wholesome girl that will be memorable? Or should he just run the bar scene and find something to hit and quit? Are his odds better or worse with one or the other? If you were approached by a 23-year-old virgin, how would you react? Marcus's take on all this would be great as well. Perhaps together we can finally get this man laid. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Adam. I am really glad that you are trying to help your roommate out. I think it's wonderful. The thing is, you will never get this dude laid unless he unblocks his own cock.
1: Mm. Yeah, exactly.
0: Nothing is more of a turnoff to girls than a guy who stinks of desperation and obsession. And we can smell it on them. We can fucking smell it on you. Nothing turns a girl on more than a guy who seems as if he doesn't fucking give a shit whether you fuck him or not.
1: It's so hard to do, though.
0: I know. But, Marcus, let's go back (laughs) 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 to an earlier podcast. What was your advice for approaching talking to a girl at a party who you're interested in? You're throwing the party. She comes to the party. Remember you talked about how, like, because I was like, so what do you say to her? What do you do? What do you do?
1: Mm -hmm. Common ground
0: hmm yeah but also greeting her you greeted her by being like hey how you doing
1: yeah that's right god you remind chat. me again i'll remind you again <laughs> yeah. i remind you were Remi-
0: still smoking pot at that point yes um, i was yeah. so <laughs> you said that like let's say you're at a party maybe you're throwing the party maybe you two are just there the girl comes in you go up to her go hey how you doing nice to see you chat a little bit then go uh then go Hey, uh, I gotta go talk to my friend. <laughs>
1: That's right. But I'll yes. be back.
0: I'll be back and I'll, I'll be back, uh, you know, I'll be around. And then you go and you leave the situation. You don't stay clinging to her. You leave, you go somewhere else because that will intrigue her. The fact that you weren't all just like, hey, you wanna hang out? Wanna sit down? Let's have a beer together. Ah! You leave. Then, say, maybe 15, 20 minutes later, half hour later, you approach her again, uh, start chatting, and then go, oh, I'm going to get a beer. You want one? And if mm-hmm. she wants one, you go get it. You give it to her. let You don't stay on her like a fucking leech.
1: No, you really don't. And that is, uh, I will say, like, I am guilty or have been guilty of this stuff in the past, uh, have been guilty of being uh, the guy who – can be a little, like, uh, don't really want to, like, leave this girl because you're... Like, the the way my uh, thought process went is that, okay, if I walk away, then some other dude is just going to swoop right in. Uh, but most of the time, more often than not, that's not the case.
0: And if another dude... You want to leave her wanting more. It's exactly. like going to a great fucking show. You go to a show, the band's awesome, and they stop a little bit before... They do not overstay their welcome. They stop a little bit before 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 they ought to. It's like The Office, UK version... Didn't overstay its fucking welcome. Didn't try to stretch the shit out for seven goddamn seasons, okay? <laughs> the UK version, they did the uh, season, or as they say in Britain, series. Series one, series two, and then they concluded with the Christmas special. They because, love their Christmas special. F- yeah, specials. and they weren't going to do the Christmas special. It's just people were freaking out. They were like, we want Don and Tim to be together. And so that they brought them back for the Christmas special. Listen, if you haven't seen, if you've only seen The Fucking Office here, and The Office is great here, and there's great performers in it, and they're wonderful and everything, but you need to go and watch, and even if you haven't seen The Office here, you, you need to go and watch The Office, uh, in, in the Series 1, Series 2, and The Christmas special, the British version, go go get it, watch the first give it three episodes, it's slow it's slower than the kind of humor we're prepared for here, it's not joke, 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 joke give it three episodes and if it is not, you're not into it after three episodes, leave it but if you are even mildly intrigued by what happens to these characters after three episodes, keep watching, it is so fucking worth it and then write to me and tell me about it, sarah at com, because my god, I'm so off track right now but my god <laughs> when you get to the end of that fucking Christmas special it is you lose it you will lose it and there are moments in the series where you're just like god this has so much humanity okay anyway yeah um yeah, your boy Adam, your boy uh, is desperate, and it's you need to just be like, "Look, dude, desperation." L- make him listen to this. Desperation turns girls off. Desperation is smell a, it.
1: It's a stinky cologne.
0: Yeah, we can fucking smell it. Um, do he doesn't need to tell girls that he's a virgin? In fact, he shouldn't. No. I think that he should try f- for dating women who are a little bit older. I would suggest checking out uh checking out okcupid.com i enjoyed some dates on that site Marcus is like hell no uh,
1: had some r- pretty bad experiences with okcupid okay,
0: okay so you know it could go either way <laughs> it can go either way
1: yeah it can, it really can go some people uh have you know gone on it and had a very good time uh and some people haven't so you know it is worth trying though i will say it is worth trying but uh approaching gar- like internet flirting uh can be i mean it's a uh, It's an acquired skill. Yeah, it is. It's hard. It's hard to do. The only difference is with internet dating, and this might be better for you, indeed, uh, for the man that we're talking about, because you have time to think about it. Mm -hmm. Like, you have time to really think about it, and you can get to know the person a little bit before you actually meet them, uh, which is much better than just approaching someone in a bar, which is, if you don't really – I mean, if he's kind of a suave guy, then, yeah, that's good. Um, But – As you were saying, whenever you said before, like, don't tell the girls, uh, don't tell them until after you've lost your virginity. Like, just tell them, like, afterwards, like, oh, hey, by the way, uh, I was a virgin up until about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I think that's and the best then way afterwards
0: be like, "Uh, yeah." And Adam also don't overemphasize this quest with your boy because you're just playing, in. It's you're you're you mean to be helpful, but you're actually just playing up his obsession. Mm-hmm. He needs to not focus on this all the time. I mean, has he eaten pussy before? Has he finger fucked a girl? Like, what are you know? There's lots of different types of sex. Getting it in isn't all that exciting. Well, yeah, it is. It's amazing. Yeah, it's but great. um, but getting it in <laughs> isn't like. I mean, you. I'd much rather. Experience experience awesome oral sex than boring getting it in like if somebody gives you this the most amazing blowjob of your fucking life isn't that better than just getting it in with some girl who's not cute and who like hates you
1: yeah well i mean but that's also the thing like i guess it Mm. man it's hard to say it because it can kind of go both ways because especially if you're well, uh, okay, here's how I'd put it. If you you are young, if you're like sixteen, seventeen, then yeah, getting it in is like the end all be all, no yes. matter how great that blow job was, getting it in is you know it feels it it's psychologically it's so much better. Uh but with so how old is this guy? Twenty three?
0: He's twenty three.
1: He's twenty three. Uh you know, an awesome blow job is so much better than, you know, Terrible sex.
0: Yeah, just terrible, sad sex. Like, yeah, uh. Marcus, I I want to um, and Adam, good luck to you. Please let us know how it goes. I, I gotta move on here because we got somebody wrote to me and you can ask us questions also. In addition to Sarah at sarahbenincasa dot you can go to formspring.me dot me slash sarah j casa again. That's formspring.me dot me slash sarah j casa Somebody wrote and said Marcus has an insanely sexy voice. Is the body <laughs> attached to that voice as handsome as I envision? Um, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Marcus answer that.
1: Uh, d- is that no. as handsome? <laughs> don't let don't let me answer that.
0: Yeah, no, it's totally oh. as handsome as you think. Yeah, Marcus is fucking hot, dude.
1: Well, if Get you want if it. you want to judge for yourself, you know you can go to Facebook.com/slash Marcus Parks. Any of you can. You know I like. I like, uh, you know, hearing – I like, you know, knowing what fans' lives are like because I like to get to know you guys uh, a little bit better. I like for – because I like for this show to go both ways. You know, we get the listener mail uh, and answer you guys and knowing who our audience is uh, lets, I think, both of us know – Who's listening?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it, and in a lot of ways, like the listeners are starting to drive the show more and more as we get more and more subscribers on iTunes and people who listen at uh, sarahbanencaza slash blog, and and as we get more mail, like it's it's actually really nice.
1: And another thing is that if you send us a question and uh, add us on Facebook, then because one, one of the things that we've been running into uh, with the listener mail and this. Uh, and one of the ways that we can, you know, alleviate that, uh, and this is also one of the uh, great things about living in the time that we are now, if you add us on Facebook, mm-hmm. then we can go on and get to know you a little bit.
0: Absolutely. You, you know,
1: we can see, uh, you know, we can see kind of what your know, activities are, your mode of speech. Uh, <laughs> we can
0: look at your pictures and, and judge you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all that. Uh, yes
0: yes me yes.
1: Okay, yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh that will really help us. Um but also, yeah, sure. Add me ladies.
0: <laughs> hey.
1: I am I am single and frisky.
0: Hey, he is. <laughs> He's such a frisky motherfucker. Now we've got do we have time to do a few more because we've got a few more questions. Yeah, absolutely. Let's okay, do it. Okay, cool. Um let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Um yeah, Marcus, looks, Marcus has got a great body. Um, let's see. I've never seen it. I just think about it all the time. <laughs> JK. Um, wha- hmm. There's some g- really good ones here, man. Okay. My geeky girl is awesome. Great curves and a Doctor Who fan. Trey awesome. <laughs> but I wish she would dress a little more feminine sometimes. What to do? Hmm. What do you think, Marcus? I mean, I, that's treacherous, isn't it? God
1: damn, that's really treacherous. Uh, first of all, she's awesome for digging Doctor Who. Yeah, dude. I love Doctor Who so much.
0: You know what? I haven't watched enough of it, but there is one episode that makes me cry my ass off, and I've only seen one part of it, and I fucking love it.
1: Is it the one where he uh, is turned into a human? Where no. he turns into a human to hide himself from the Slavine.
0: No, it's uh, Van Gogh when they take... Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. Okay, and this also... <laughs> Wait, this also responds to what is one lyric or one line in a show movie book that always makes you cry or at least touches you... Very, very much. Okay. And I'm just writing to these people on FormSpring. Answered in Ep. 7 of podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Get ready. So there's this part in Doctor Who. <laughs> I haven't watched a lot of episodes uh my uh, my my friend and uh, and favorite author, uh, Mr. Neil Gaiman, wrote an episode which I'm I am very excited to watch. He is uh, amazing at writing uh, and and at life. Actually, he's a lovely human being to boot. Fucker!
1: I have a gigantic Sandman tattoo on my back. If that tells you anything.
0: Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That's Big so Gaiman cool. fan over here. That's so fucking cool. So um and of course his his lovely bride is fucking punk rock awesome Amanda Palmer, but um. This episode he did not write. I don't know who wrote this episode. Okay, so it's this episode. I don't know what season it is or what. It's the Doctor who's kind of weird looking. He's like not the cl- not the one with the big bug eyes, but the one after. Yeah, that. not David
1: Tennant. Uh, oh, so like the the most recent Doctor.
0: I guess it's the most recent Doctor, kind of quirky looking, reddish hair, maybe. I'm trying. Where's to a remember. bow tie? Uh, maybe I think so. I forget that. Doc- I mean, I'm I'm not obviously not a Doctor Who geek. You know, I I think I can get into it, but I just haven't had the time. But um. All right, so, but I'm going to devote myself to it, I promise. So it's this episode where he and the girl go to, uh, they, they go, oh man, okay, they go to, for whatever reason, they end up in the Netherlands, and it's like sometime in the 1800s, I guess.
1: Definitely fifth season.
0: And they meet, um, they meet Van Gogh, they meet Vincent Van Gogh. Have you seen this episode?
1: No, I haven't seen the fifth season yet. We
0: need to watch this episode together oh. because we will lose our shit. Because we talk mostly on the show sex and mental health. Yeah. So they and so Van Gogh is like super mentally ill, right? Like he's super delusional and depressive and all this shit. So I don't know why they're there, if there's a mission. I don't even know what the fuck they're... I, it's, is it like Quantum Leap? Like I don't, I don't get it.
1: It's not like Quantum Leap. It's pretty much just... They're just kind of fucking around. Yeah,
0: they're just just fucking around a different space now, and they've got those fucking Dalek things. They're like, (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Exterminate! Exterminate! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> God, fuck me the asshole fuck! They're For, so scary. Pretty much what it is, is that the Doctor is the last of the Time Lords, which is an ancient, ancient race, mm-hmm. uh, and they uh, ride around in these things called TARDISes, uh, time and relative dimension in space. Which is
0: a, it's a police box, right?
1: Well, Doctor Who's TARDIS is a, okay, a, a yeah. police box. <laughs> TARDIS. <laughs> the Tardis. Doctor. Uh, and he usually has a companion with him, most of the time female. Right. And they just travel, uh, they can go anywhere in time and space, uh, and they'll Always getting a wacky adventure. It's kind
0: of Star Trekky in that there's like not necessarily one overriding mission exactly. There's like lots of things that happen.
1: There are sort of like there are plot lines, like the, the Daleks are always there, and there's, <laughs> certain... <laughs> <laughs> and there's certain characters that always show up who, uh, Captain Jack Harkness, who is like one of my favorite characters ever, also in an awesome show called Torchwood. He's, uh, which this actually does where he's pansexual. He will fuck anything.
0: Like a donkey? He'll fuck a donkey? Well, oh,
1: any humanoid.
0: Okay, like, so uh, he's just bisexual.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, any bisexual, male or female, but any species of anything.
0: Wait, like 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 donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> like, Which, like, he's will also he, will Captain Jack. Captain Jack will get you high tonight. Will he? Will he have sex with a donkey? This no. is the most important thing. No, it
1: to has know. to be a sentient. Uh, but and also uh, he is in a show called Torchwood, which I've always found like really interesting because he is the uh, supreme badass in the show. But for the most part, he's gay.
0: Oh, a gay? Uh, yeah,
1: he's. Uh, but that's really interesting to me because you see so few, or if any gay action heroes yeah like, he's a hundred percent action hero but on the show you know every once in a while like he might at least, like wink at a woman uh but for the most part uh he's gay and i thought i mean that's a hell of a risk uh but it the show is fucking awesome I love it.
0: So that when he okay, so on, on Doctor Who now the the Doctor is the, he's not a Doctor he's not like Doctor so he's not Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman he's the Doctor <laughs> the Doctor he's just yes. called the Doctor and you just kind of roll with that so and he changes like every uh, every few you know episodes or whatever or not or series series and every series is different and special in its own way <laughs> um so so is is the Doctor gay
1: ever no is no he no sexual no. at all. Uh, Yes, yes. Does he ever bang any of the companions? Kind of, of, but not really. No, he's he's kind of asexual, actually, Uh, because the companions will sometimes uh, fall in love with him, Uh, Martha Jones being one of the most noted examples, Uh, and also Rose Tyler in the first couple seasons. They develop a... uh, Romantic relationship, but they don't really tell each other until it's too late. Whenever Rose Tyler is stuck in another dimension, when are they gonna I'm have a so lady sor- doctor? I'm so sorry. so sorry for being so geeky. No,
0: it's fine. When are they gonna have a lady doctor? <laughs>
1: well, the thing is, the doctor is the last of the Time Lords.
0: So they're gonna. He, but he he morphs every time into a new into a new.
1: But always a new uh, male. He's you know always what? male.
0: How about mixing it the fuck up and <laughs> giving us a lady doctor? It would blow people's goddamn minds.
1: But he's also got a female companion with him. Well, he who could are maybe also have who a dude are always awesome, or a lady companion. They could be
0: gay and shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so the part, anyway. the, the thing to respond to the,
1: oh man. <laughs> All right, to, back, to, back back to the Van Gogh episode. Right.
0: So so here's the thing: sex and other human activities. We do talk about other human activities, including mental illness and and watching TV. So the, the and somebody had asked on formspring.me/sarahjbenincasa they had asked, uh, what's the one line that, or, or thing in a TV show? I always make sure. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry talking about it. So I haven't even seen the whole episode. Wow. So I was just shown this by my ex-boyfriend who wrote that thing uh, that I mentioned earlier. So, okay. He was like, you're going to die. I was like, what? So he it's fucking, oh, my God. Um, they've got Van Gogh, and they're like, what's up, Van Gogh? And he's like, but, and I think they take him into the TARDIS, and he's like, this is weird. And um, I don't know why they're hanging out with his ass, but they
1: are. They just do that. They're like, hey, you want to go meet Van Gogh? Sure. And then they go do it.
0: And they're like, so they meet, they're hanging out with Van Gogh. He's all depressed and crazy and shit and like hates his life. And he's like, no one sees me. No one cares what I do. Uh, uh, There's no point to what I do. Like I'm an artist, but I'm never, I'm never going to make it. And I'm so alone and I'm so lonely and I'm so sad. And it's like really affecting. And so then they take him in the TARDIS. They're like, we have something to show you. And so they take him in the TARDIS and uh, they go boop, boop, boop. And they end up, I don't know. Where they end up in a museum, and um, oh god, they end up in a museum, and like the music that plays in the scene is so amazing. I'm gonna text my ex boyfriend right now to find <laughs> out the name of the song that plays, so that you can know what it is. I, oh, I deleted him from my phone. Damn it! It's like the, oh, there he is. Okay, okay. I'm gonna say real quick. This is uh, uh, the, real quick. What is name of Song and group from Van Go, Dr. Who, Ep. See, in real time, me making poor decisions, like texting my ex. <laughs> anyway. This beautiful music plays, and they take him, and, and this guy is like on the verge of suicide, and and they're like, no, we're gonna we're gonna show you something, and they take him to this museum, and it's this exhibit in this huge museum, and it's all his work, Aww. and it's all it's all his work, and they shoot it with a single camera, and they shoot it kind of in the round, so the camera travels and, and it's the camera travels from <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, the camera travels like around the back of his head and like around the side and comes to and shows I think it travels around a few times and shows his face and just like
1: oh, yeah. whatever
0: actor played him does the most amazing job and you just you see like just the the complete joy on his face and the just rapture at realizing that like he is loved and he is his work has lived <laughs> beyond him and it's so incredible mm-hmm. to watch because how much you know what a fucking i mean that's like kevin smith will call it a performance clinic but like what a fucking performance performance clinic because how great at acting do you have to be to be able to create a situation in your reader's mind mo- or your viewer's mind where The viewer actually suspends disbelief Mm -hmm. to believe, like, that I'm watching... Actual Vincent Van Gogh, <laughs> in an actual show about an, a guy who is an ima- the last of an imaginary race of creatures who flies around space <laughs> and time, in the cheesiest with well, the cheesiest shittiest special effects in Britain yeah. on some fucking police box which we don't even have here. So that's just weird that they even <laughs> have that to begin with. Who's got a companion and there are these weird robots that go. <laughs> and like how great an actor how well written does that have to be how amazing it's scored so beautifully like it's just it's shot so fucking beautifully how amazing do you just all the the talent involved with that have to be to like produce that moment where like someone who isn't even a doctor who fan aka Mm -hmm. me you know i'm not a not fan i've just never watched it really can just watch literally seven minutes ten seven to ten minutes of a program and just be left in tears like it's it is so beautiful and i really encourage you to go out and just watch that especially someone you know who's dealt with depression and uh you know and and, and been suicidal in the past like just watching this and it's just such a nice you know i don't know it's just such a nice fantasy of like it, what it drove home to me was sort of I, I found it very life affirming, actually, because it what it was saying was like you to me, it was saying you don't know what positive effect your work and what you put into the world may possibly have. On people in the future, like you have no idea. It may be shitty right fucking now. You may feel like no one is listening to you and no one cares. And you may feel completely unnoticed and unloved and unworthy. But you have to hang around. You have to stick around because people will benefit from what you are doing. If you believe in what you're doing and you truly love it and you continue to put it into the world, even if you're not making any fucking money from it, uh, even if you feel like everyone is against you and you feel like a failure, uh, you know your only friend in the world is your fucking brother (laughs) and some random hooker. um, You must keep doing it. You must. It's such a beautiful argument for uh, for art and for commitment and for going above. And you know, and in the story, um, and then they do something that's so incredibly brave which is that in the show and this doesn't ruin it this is a spoiler alert but it doesn't ruin it at all they return him back home and he has seen this he has seen all of his dreams come true but he still commits suicide because the depth of his illness is such that uh, that he um, maybe if they'd kept him in the modern times and put him on some Prozac it would have helped <laughs> but the depth of his illness is such that even after knowing all of this as his life goes on he still kills himself they haven't saved him yeah and it's it's so fucking poetic oh you have to watch it and you know my ex is taking too long to send me the the soundtrack the what's on the soundtrack but god it is fucking beautiful and so that in response to the original question um (laughs) that is what makes me cry every single fucking time i've only seen it once and i talk about it and i lose my shit Oh, <laughs> God damn. Uh, Marcus! What about you? <laughs> is there a uh, is is there a particular um, thing that you see or hear about that that always makes you cry?
1: Um, it's still in the well. There, there's two of them that kind of you know that are always there. That are both sci-fi. One is oh, really? Uh,
0: or is are both sci-fi too.
1: Mm-hmm. And one, and one is oh, Doctor sh- Who. Uh, and, oh my fact, God,
0: Doctor Who! Yeah,
1: because I mean, really, the show is extremely heartfelt, compli- uh, especially the David Tennant years, which are by far my favorite because he's <sighs> he's
0: the one with the googly such, eyes.
1: He's the one with the googly eyes, and he always wears the suit because he's such a romantic. Mm-hmm. And the, but he never really he never has a chance to fall in love ever. Oh, he so never sad. lets himself. And on this episode, okay, the premise starts off as a little silly, uh, but he has, they, Him and his companion have run into this race called the Slovene. <laughs> 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 They've run into the Slovene and they... Uh, and they have to... And the Slovene have uh, smelled the doctor and have got on their trail and whenever the Slovene, uh consume uh, an organism, they gain the power of that organism. The Time Lords are extremely powerful. And if... The Slovene consume the doctor, then they will be uh, beings of unimaginable power and will destroy the universe, etc. etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Uh, So they have to hide the doctor somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, they essentially they have to make him human. They have to put him somewhere uh, and they and they have to uh, like wipe his memory temporarily uh, where he 1000 percent believes that he is a human. And so where they take him is uh, an English boarding school right before World War I. And they make him a teacher there. Like, uh, I believe he's like an English professor. And, you know, they make him just sort of a a bumbling human, uh, but a man full of real emotion. And as the show goes on, he starts to fall in love with uh, a nurse at the school. Uh, And they fall head over heels in love with each other. And he is <laughs> sorry. I'm already gonna cry. Uh, ma- oh, gonna <laughs> cry? <laughs> uh, but they fall like head over heels in love with each other over the course of a few weeks. And in order, and he has one of his companions. She's working as a maid at the school, and she knows this whole time that he is the doctor. Uh, and yet he's still human, and or, and yet he still thinks he's human. And throughout the episode. She has to tell them, tell him like no, you are not a human, you are this otherworldly alien, this other being that, and you have to return to this life uh but he doesn't want to mm-hmm. like he doesn't he's like the emotion uh on his face and With this, And how much in love he is with this woman, how much in love she is with him, like he completely breaks down. He's just like, I don't want to be an alien. He's like, I just want to be me. Why can't I just be me? Why can't I have this life? And what it's about is that you don't always get what you want. And in fact, sometimes you have to sacrifice love. You have to sacrifice so many things for the greater good. Uh, and you have to be okay with that. Like, no matter how bad it is, you have to be okay with that. And he does. Like, oh, yeah, that's it,
0: so sad. It's so sad.
1: But conversely, something that's very happy that always makes me tear up is an episode of Battlestar Galactic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're such fucking nerds.
1: And it's uh. amazing because, you know, for so long, like, they're just, you know, the... The premise of Palastar Galactica is that, you know, the humans have been wiped out by a race called the—or not a race, but by these, you know, machines called the Cylons, mm-hmm. uh, and the Cylons are chasing them across the universe, and there are only 40,000 humans left in the entire universe, mm-hmm. and things are just, have just gone so bad. Everyone is ready to give up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely everyone. You know, they're all on the verge of just laying down and dying.
0: Mm-hmm. And Even the one named after coffee—
1: Starbucks? Yeah. No, Starbuck was named at the coffee was named after Starbucks. Sorry. I get, I get I get pretty passionate about my sci-fi. Okay. Uh, but uh, cafe latte? Cafe I
0: think will I'll stop.
1: <laughs> so what they do like one of the the deck chiefs, the guy that's in charge of repairing all the uh, all of the ships. He gets an idea where everyone needs something to do. Everyone needs something to believe in. So they, he decides that they're going to build a ship. Like, they're all going to do this together, and they're all going to build a ship. And they work on it. And people just throughout the episode, like, people just start coming in more and more. Like, we want to help. We want to have a purpose mm-hmm. besides just surviving. You know, something beyond just surviving. Uh, And as the episode goes on, more and more people get into it, and then they, and then everyone puts in their piece, and then they finish it. And it's a beautiful ship. It's like a stealth viper.
0: This ain't no Millennium Falcon. This
1: ain't like it's a you know it's a smaller fighter. It's a it's a beautiful ship, and they have this big ceremony for it, and the uh, like the president. Of the colonies uh who's dying of cancer and has maybe two weeks to live mm-hmm. like she had just been told she has two weeks to live uh, and they come out or she comes out to the ceremony and you know they tell her like thank you so much uh, and they unveil the name her name is laura roslin they unveil the name of the ship and it's laura and she's just like she almost starts crying, and I kind of start like start tearing up a little bit because it's so beautiful how people can inspire each other and how people can go on and find a purpose. You know how sometimes you were saying with Van Gogh, he gave up, but fuck, most of us don't. We're humans, yeah. Like we're you know we're you know we're fascinating and wonderful creatures, no matter how bad we can be no matter how horrible we can be we're also beautiful and we're also capable of such amazing great things and i know this is all fiction but everyday but our, everyday life like, is filled with those same yeah. examples they're there and, to inspire us people and created art reminds
0: them. us of that like art art can remind us of the best. Our art can show us the best and worst of ourselves. And when it shows us the best of ourselves, it's like oh, it's so good. <laughs> I, I, well, I this is just reaffirming my belief that I need to watch Doctor Who and I need to watch. Uh, um, I, I need to watch uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica. And here, so this is the song which. Um, you know we're probably not allowed to play, but who fucking cares? Nah. It's by a band called Athlete, and this is the music that plays. I'll see how well see how well this sounds on here. <laughs> Imagine that Vincent Van Gogh is being taken <laughs> into a gallery. Oh my god! By Doctor Who, but he's walking in, and they're going to show him something eventually, but not yet because they're still wandering. You, you YouTube, buffering, buffering, buffering. <laughs> buffering. All right. Well, you get the. Uh, what, hey, you get we, the idea. You get yeah, the idea. I mean, we we basically stayed under the rules, fifteen <laughs> second rule. It's the song is called "Chances" by Athlete, and it's like just fucking out of control, like out of control. Like the scene is just, oh my god, Uh... uh. Uh, 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 it just hurts. Um. Okay, let's see. Oh yeah, my ex got back to me and told me that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Oh Jesus oh, by, by Christ! We've we've gone on a fucking journey in this episode. God, we have. Oh, how long has it been? I uh, about
1: you know forty five minutes. Yeah, so. we forty five fifty minutes. We should or so. probably
0: stop. I guess. Yeah, should let's yeah, let's
1: wrap it up. We, My m- we
0: don't need to edit this out. I want people to see the bones. Yeah, the bones, the yes. bones of this beast. The bones of this. Who's calling me? I don't even know who. A restricted number. It's uh, who knows.
1: Bill collectors.
0: Oh God! All right. Well. <laughs> We talked about love and heartbreak and suicide and art and beauty and tears, so that seems like a a pretty great uh, episode, I'd say. I'd say so. We both cried. (laughs) What a bunch of fags. I
1: know, we're such a couple of sci-fi fags.
0: Uh, And you know what, I say that when I say fags, I want to make it clear that I use it in a completely homophobic way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's sex and other human activities Where we hate gay people yeah,
1: Oh yeah But we love uh, Sam and Neil Gaiman uh, Battlestar Galactica Doctor Who And, uh, and Vaggo
0: Absolutely. We're fans of all of those things. Check us out. Uh, Twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa. Twitter.com slash Marcus Parks. Formspring.me slash Sarah J. Benincasa. com. Coming soon, we will have a Facebook fan group, which mm. is going to be awesome. We are on iTunes. We are at com slash blog. Check us out. Listen to us. If you like us, tell your friends. Send us free shit. We have a, a an, an address that we can give you, and you can send us free stuff. We love art. We love drawings. We love free things things um we love sponsorship oh, we'll pimp your product we don't have any goddamn shame
1: and if you send us any uh, actual tangible art i guarantee you that it will be put up in the wall in the studio where uh, we record this show mm-hmm. and many others, you will be put up in the uh the wall of fame, the fan wall
0: yeah, the wall of fame, you know right uh, eventually this wall I feel I can envision it being covered with stuff i
1: 'll put it's it right next a little
0: to, bit of stuff on it i
1: 'll put it right next to my sword oh, uh, this so this i this i promise i 'll put it right next to my sword uh, we'll take a picture, send it on back to you
0: <sighs> good night, kids, or good day or good morning or whatever we love you goodbye we love you.